It's time for Done Being Single with your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Sharp. If you're dating the same type over and over again, making the same mistakes and not finding love, then you're not done being single. What you need is some tough love dating intervention, Trevor and Robbie style. Whether you're new to dating or have been dating forever, we've got you covered. Now, here are your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Sharp. Thank you so much. Standing ovation for sex. That is... Okay, that's a combination of me, Robbie, me panting. Although I don't sound like that when I'm having sex. I don't think we And you know that because I'm not a screamer. I know that. Do you think anybody else does? I'm very quiet. That actually sounds more like me getting a bikini wax. (laughs) No, that would be more like... Okay. No, that's my... No, that was my next cosmetic procedure. Now we we talked about this uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, the on the grooming episode, we talked a lot about my bush. But today we're actually going to go inside. We're gonna Whoa. yes, we're going in. We're going in. We're going in, people. Where are those other sound effects coming from? Um, and we're going to talk to the the expert herself, Lou Paget, today because there's so much to talk about. I don't even know where to begin. Well, there's always a a place to begin. Uh, yeah. so maybe some foreplay. So a little foreplay, start at the top, work your way down. That's how I like it. Or down, work your way up. Sure, let's do it. Yeah, we got an hour. There's no rules. Right. Uh, so, but, but sex is very important, especially when you're single. It is. It's, well, it's important no matter what your status is. But when you're single, either if you've been single a long time or you're new to being single, you know, there you might need a refresher course. You might, you might need to... Uh, you know, sh- sharpen up your your game, and so that's what we're here for. We're gonna we're gonna help you guys and gals uh, know get what all whatever you need to be out there in the dating world, sexually speaking. Well, let me throw something out there. Yes. Do you think it's important to be able to satisfy yourself personally in order to be able to get satisfied? Oh, we are going right to it, I guess. Well, that's what it's about. Jeez. Um, Are we talking about masturbation? Okay, yes. Is that what you're saying? I am not beating around the bush here. Uh, No, you don't usually. (laughs) No, I don't know. I think I flustered my wife for the first time ever. You are at a loss for words. I don't really know. I, I'm not a big masturbator. I don't know. Okay. I don't think so. I don't. I don't think it has anything to do with anything pleasing yourself. I think it's it's more pleasure. It has more to do with how you feel about yourself. Okay. Well. Okay. That's... I think it has everything to do with how you feel about your body, how how, co- how comfortable and confident you are, uh, what kind of hangups you may have, what kind of old. Um, you know, loops or programming that that are in your head about shame and mm-hmm. guilt, and I think it has everything to do with that. Being able to let go and enjoy yourself, and get what you need, and ask for what you want. Communication is very important, and being able to be open and honest with your partner is everything, especially uh, in the beginning phases of a relationship. I think it's so important that you both share what you like, what you don't like. Uh, and then you find out your c- compatibility 
and hopefully it, it's gelling. Right, and then then there are questions. You know, what happens after that? What happens when you when you determine that there is some chemistry? What happens if things go south? You know, south of the border. If it's if it's not. Well, we're going to get to that because that's that is you know what happens when you find someone you like them you start dating and, and then you start getting, you know, intimate and physical and find out that, um, oh, no, there's nothing doing down there. Has that ever happened to you? Uh, yes. Or what is doing down but, there is not doing it for me. Right. Or, or what can you do to make it happen down there? That's another thing we're going to talk about today. So... Yes. I also think there are a whole other level layer of issues uh, when you get to a certain age, because sex definitely changes when you, you know, you're changing. You get a little older into midlife. Um, people are becoming single for the first time, or people are going through menopause. I don't, you know, I'm, I don't know who. You know, I, I heard. I've only heard that it changes. Oh, really? Um, men go through a version of it. We've talked about this. Menopause. Yeah. So, you know, how do you deal how do you deal with ED uh, in in when you're single or how do you deal with lower libido and lower drive? Robbie, how do you deal with it? <laughs> uh, well, I think uh, now's a good time for a call in. No. <laughs> Asking for a friend. Yes. Uh, I'll tell you, I think it's very important that the love of your partner and the ability to be comfortable together is so important because when things like that happen, you you don't make it seem like a mountain. It becomes a, a little thing and you kind of get over it. And then the next day it's completely fine. And uh, who knows how these things? Well, are. I listen for as much of a. Like, I'm not a sex expert. I'm not a sex expert, but I we were single for a long time. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of sex. Yes, I'm assuming. Yes, and I don't know everything, but I mean, I really don't. I I don't know a lot, and there's a there are questions I have. Could I ask you one? Uh, sure. Do men like a finger up the ass? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, uh, I would say that, uh, you know, I can't speak for my Own male ass. species, but I would, uh, I, I think that, you know, there's a time and place and that who knows that, uh, if it's properly placed at the right time, is that there, uh, there probably could be a thing that could, you know, create a better orgasm. I mean, is that true or is that just, is, it true? is that just a myth? I, it depends whose finger. And, uh, <laughs> and who's ass? Uh, but uh, I don't think, no, it's not a myth, but I think it is a, uh, uh, something to, uh, you know, find out if your partner likes it. Okay. Well, do you? Uh, well, let's, you know, let's find <laughs> out. Bend over. Okay. Let's ask. ASS. Yes. Okay. Uh, you, you know, I... Uh, eh. It's not something I would, you know, necessarily, you know, I don't know. I, ask I don't, you for or. Uh, <laughs> anyway, those, that's just like, you know, one of many questions. Well, that's I, interesting I have. first one. 
Well, what you got? You went right to masturbation. Why can't I go right to finger up the ass? Okay, I don't. There's that's no a, reason that's why you a, can't. That's a very yeah. reasonable question to ask someone on the radio in front of millions of well, listeners. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, you know, come on, we're family already. Not so hard. Not so hard. Okay. Well, so um, let's talk about um, Lou for a second because we're going to bring her on in a few minutes. Yeah. And. Uh, She's a she's a she's the oracle, the oral of oral, (laughs) (laughs) the oral call. Yes, she's she's quite quite a woman. I mean, quite an incredible woman. Yeah, no, I've actually known about Lou for a long time before we met her at at a Passover last year. We were we shared we were at the same table at a Passover dinner, which is of course you know the hotbed of sex talk. (laughs) That's the place where you know things happen. And um, as you're hiding the matzah and eating the bitter herb, we were asking about uh, erectile dysfunction and um, and what else. We got into it. Quiet. So we're going to get into it again. And um, in a few minutes, we're going to bring her on. Um, yes. All right. So you want to... Was there another question that you, you about wanted? About men? Right. It doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's all out there today. Nothing <sighs> sacred. I, you know, I don't, how, how experimental are you? Uh, I mean, if you were dating some, I mean, you maybe mm-hmm. have, and she had, was into some kinky shit. You kind of find would out. You, would you go, all right, I'm good for the go. You know, when does the kinky shit come out? Does it come out early on when you're just meeting somebody? I, you know, sometimes you don't know that. And sometimes the more you know them, the kinkier they get because they, they're feeling more comfortable. Uh, you know, if it's. If it's too kinky too soon, you have a. I think you run the risk of turning off your partner, and uh, that probably would not be uh, something for a lasting relationship. Uh, so you kind of have to work into it. So I, I haven't experienced a lot of kink in my life. Uh, I've witnessed some interesting, strange things, but nothing, you know, where it was um, part of a relationship that I was in. Uh, it was. It's pretty normal, you know, rock and roll sex. Oh, you were. I forgot you were. So. Uh, you were sort of a you were a rocker. You had you lived the the rock star life. You uh, had chicks and groupies and all kinds of things. There was times when that was the case, yes. So you saw way more than I did. I mean, I'm like Squaresville compared to you. It's uh, one man's ceiling is another man's floor. All right. Well, I don't know. You know, the kinkiest. I did. I, I guess uh, you know. I don't want to get into that. I'm just too private. Wow. Oh. This is going to be great. No, I can't. I can't. Oh, really? We found an area can't. that's too private? Wow. Okay. You know what? Here's the this deal. This is my show today. All right. You know, uh, are we going to a break? Please yeah. God, oh, please boy. God, please we are, God. We are, are we going, going to a break. break. Go ahead. Take it. We're, we are going to break. No, I don't want to take it. We're take going it. to the break. Take it. No. I'm, no. You take it. Right. <laughs> so we are going to a break. Saved by the break. <laughs> we'll be coming back with Lou Paget. Can't wait. So we'll be right back. No. Back to done being single with dating badasses, Trevor and Robbie Sharp. No. Oh, we're going down. <laughs> Someone's going down. Someone is. All right. So we're back. We're back. Robbie called me a big pussy before the break. <laughs> during the break. What do you mean? Be- uh, during the break. Yes. Because I Because I clammed up. <laughs> 
you know, he called me a closed clam. Like a little, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Okay. I'm just not, just interesting I'm not nearly as. Um, you're, you're so forthcoming about telling any, about my life I and mean, my the, personal Okay, stuff so and, once I dated a guy who liked to wear a ski mask. I don't know. Does that qualify as kinky? I don't know. Uh, uh, you know? God. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there were other things that I just, you know, I, I'm good for the, whatever. You know what? If it pleased you, if something. Do you want me to get a ski mask now? No, I'm saying if there was something that you liked, I, you know, I love you. I, I want to please you. I'm, and I'm that. I'm just experimental How enough. How do you please me? You're not Squaresville, and you, you know, every anything you know, I enjoy, and I only hope uh, you enjoy what I know, and that we share, and yes. that we have a good time. And yes, but and, and you, you respect my boundaries. That's very important. You got some nice boundaries. Not there. that I, I don't, I don't really have any, but I mean, I do. We haven't really explored. I don't know. Okay, well, you know what? The night is young. (laughs) Okay. um, uh, All right, we're gonna we're gonna introduce our guest today. Lou Paget is a certified sex educator and international best-selling author of five books translated into twenty-nine languages, with over three million copies sold. Wow. She's the past chair of the leadership council of the first endowed chair. For Human Sexuality at the Program in Human Sexuality at University of Minnesota Medical School. It's a lot of shares. Yeah. One of uh, 13 members of the National Advisory Council convened by the 16th U.S. Surgeon General, Dr. David Satcher, and she guest lectures annually at UCLA for a graduate level course for MDs, MFTs, and medical residents. In other words, she knows her shit. Yeah, welcome. Thank you. It's good to be on with you guys. It took us a while, but, you know, we're here now. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And um, we have a ton of questions for you. And, um, you know, well, let's talk about, first of all, dating in uh, as a single person. And, uh, okay, I'm sure you, you get asked this all the time. You're new to, let's just, a scenario, uh, you're recently divorced, uh, male or female, uh, you're you're unsure of your your competence, your moves. You've been out of the game for a long time. Um, what, what should? How would you advise someone? Well, one of the first things, um, given how easily people can mask who they truly are via social media or dating sites, because I mean, one of the reasons why the um, Website Ashley Madison, which is about married people dating other married people, got started is because the guy who started it in Toronto realized that about 35% of the people who were on dating websites were married. Um, So the first thing I ask people to do is be very honest about what you're looking for. And if you want to just, you know, hang out with someone you know, find another place to, you know, meet people, find a common ground. And one of the bigger areas is be honest about what you're bringing to the table. If you are thinking that you're an eight, nine or a 10, but in all actuality, you're not, you know, you might be thinking that, you know, you're the best selection from the supermarket, but you might be bruised fruit. Mm. So you better, you know, check and be honest with yourself. And then honesty is the best factor in all of this. I'm so so with you. And, and, you know, if you are looking to just have sex, well, that's 
fine too. But I will tell you, for the majority of people, often the sex is the thing that then has them feel that they have more of a connection and being held afterwards. That is one of the more satisfying things for many people. But let's go back to, you know, the masturbation comments that you guys were making. Did you know that May was masturbation month? Uh, as opposed to every other month? As opposed well, to every other day? <laughs> it was more like a fire sale in May. <laughs> I missed but, that. Was that and, at Macy's? The thing, you know, for many people, masturbation and how they do self-pleasuring is even more private than having intercourse or being intimate with someone. Because they often are using their own fantasies or something else. And many times they think, oh, good God, I cannot tell people I'm doing this. That is, they're going to think I'm, you know, it's too sophomoric. Yet, we really don't have an ability to put a lid on top of the things that turn us on. They just do or they don't. And bless us as human beings, we are very programmable. Mm-hmm. So we will see something, and if we see it enough times, it then becomes, oh, that's what I'm interested in. However, what I will also tell people, if they're single and dating, that people have shared with me. I, I mean, I've done my seminars worldwide now for 15 years, and what people have shared with me, thousands of people have shared that their best partners were not the best looking, did not have the so-called best body parts, meaning larger penis or larger breasts. But what they did have is they had two main things. They wanted to be there with that person because your attention is truly your most seductive behavior, bar none. There isn't anything that is has more of a magnetic appeal. And if you believe in, which I do, the law of attraction and what you put out, you get back in, your attention to someone is it really makes you magnetic. And the second thing is, is that that person sees you as you, not the size of the wallet, not the size of the body parts, which is why we will often see couples getting together who are incredibly good looking. Then the looks aren't the thing. It's an, it's a level playing field. Or they both come from families of money or they, they have their own success. It's a level playing field because I don't care who someone is in this world. Everyone wants to be loved. They want to love. They want to be heard. They want to be understood and they want to know they're making a contribution. And if people can understand that about themselves, the way they go forward in the world with more confidence, that's another thing that really is appealing for people. If you feel confident about yourself, not braggadocio, not that bold sort of like, look at me, that's really unappealing. But if you have a feeling of, this is who I am, I know what I'm doing, and if you have a direction where you're going, you know, you, you, when people have direction in their life, people want to follow them and they want to be with them. So when we're talking about knowing your own body and whether or not masturbation is something that can help you know, For those of us who are sex educators and, you know, those who are therapists, that's one of the biggest things that people need to know about. Because even though we're all born of sex, right? Mm -hmm. But we may be all born of sexuality, 
But And we also are born with the ability to vocalize. But none of us are born speaking Mandarin Chinese or Hindi or English. We all have to learn. And our sexuality is the same thing. We have to learn about our bodies. But a lot of the messages that we get raised with are so sex negative that it takes us a long time to unravel them. And how can where we come from be wrong? And that's what started me looking initially to get information for myself. I was raised under what I call the don't umbrella about sex. Don't talk about it. Don't think about it. And above all, don't do it. I was like, that's helpful. And I was also, my mother really, she was, had been raised in essence by, you know, someone from Victorian and, you know, era attitudes. And we didn't get given information that helped us. Her two helpful tips for me about men. Now understand, I'm 11 when she tells me this. Um, one second here. Uh, that, <laughs> my dear, never worry about the height of a man. They're all the same height lying down. I did not. Uh-huh, that's good. I'm like, right. what? And then the other one was, my dear, never marry a blonde man. They simply don't age well. And I'm like, those were her helpful tips. Now, we're about to come into um, our second break here. Is there anything else you guys would like to add in before we go on? Uh, pardon the pun, but that was a mouthful, Lou. <laughs> Thank you. I'll tell you. Oh, boy. Uh, Which brings us to our next topic, spitting or swallowing? <laughs> Okay. Well, I'm going to go on. To, I'm going to go on to the anal play one next. Yes. Okay. Well, we have a minute, so maybe that's all the time we should that's give. That's all we need. Isn't that <laughs> all anybody needs? Go. Yeah. Anal play for both sexes is something that it depends on what people like. Women and men can both have anal orgasms, but it's also that area can be highly eroticized depending on the person. And but pegging, bend over, boyfriend, those are very popular now. And the reason it works is that when the anal sphincter contracts during orgasm. When there's something in it that it can t- contract against, it heightens the sensation. So whether it's masturbation with an anal toy inserted, make sure it has a flange so it doesn't go inside. Oh. It's, what, it's the thing, it, it heightens the contracting sensation. That's why. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. I am squeezing my butt cheeks as I'm listening to you. <laughs> and with that being said, we are going to go to our second break and come back uh, with uh, Lou and more of this. So we'll be right back. And now, back to Dunding Single with dating badasses Trevor and Robbie Sharp. Wow. Where that cow is, you know, that cow just loves us. But this is more in line with what we're talking about. That, I'm that. I'm, I'm way more that. This this top this episode is is I'm, I'm I feel very um, like you know square and prude. I feel like a prude. This all this stuff is making me feel prudish, okay. and I'm not. You're I'm not, really not. You're, you're really I mean, not. No. Certainly. Okay. So can I ask another masturbation question? Absolutely. Okay. So I read this to Lou, not you, not. Oh. Um. I read this article uh, that talked about something I've never heard before called pre-baiting for, you know, pre-baiting, pre-baiting meaning like you, you masturbate before you before have Before you sex. go on your date so that oh. you don't, right, oh. so that so you, so you're not too excited. So, right, for, especially for guys that are, that, for men so they don't go out with a loaded gun. You got <laughs> That's it. That's awesome. I've never heard that term pre-bait, but is that something that is widely known and practiced? Uh, for most men, yes. 
um, if they think that, you know, something's going to be happening and it's new in the relationship, they don't want to, you know, they, they don't want to, you know, blow their load quickly. Too fast. And so what they will do is date themselves beforehand and have an orgasm, have, you know, the orgasmic release. Then that way there isn't so much pent up. Um, I, I, I won't be able to control myself. Now, here's the thing. Both women and men fake orgasms. And many people will say, how is that possible? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. um, isn't there supposed to be something that's, you know, an indicator that a man has um, ejaculated? Well, he, he may have ejaculated beforehand, but what men have told me, if they know nothing's going to happen, it's like women when they fake, they know nothing's going to happen and it's starting to hurt. So it's like, don't want the person to feel badly. So they fake, which in essence is downloading false material. You know, it's like corrupt disc. And, but the guy will say, you know, there isn't anything there because I dated myself beforehand. And so the tanks were empty. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of a girl that was in my sorority who used to have a full dinner before she went on a date. So the guy, her date wouldn't think she, you know, ate like a horse. Or she would eat like wow. a, you know, while she was yeah. on the date. So that was like pre-eating. Pre-eating. Pre-baiting. You know, uh, it's I, interesting, I, Trevor, that you say that. I've had many men tell me that when they first started dating women, they were kind of like, what is the issue with them not eating in front of us? <laughs> yes. That's probably it. Yeah. And, se- and sexuality is an appetite. So is, you know, your hunger appetite. And <laughs> men have shared with me if they see a woman who has... Thin lips and thin hips, forget it. <laughs> well, I have to say that uh, I tried dating myself, and uh, but I didn't like the flowers I got me, so it didn't really last. <laughs> so it didn't continue? Uh, no. Go. no. Uh, he, bro- he broke up with his right hand yeah, uh, when he met me. Uh-huh. My left hand was not happy. <laughs> no. okay. Now, All right. you guys want to touch on kink? Touch on kink. I, I have, oh, can I ask another question? Well, Okay, what is it? I'm sorry, you go. No, no, she just brought up a subject. You want to touch on it? Let's touch on it. Okay, well, my question has, is not kinky. Then that's not touching on it. Okay. Let's have Lou touch on something. All right, Lou, well, go ahead. We want Lou to touch on Lou, what she wants to touch on. You want to touch it, baby? Go yeah. right ahead. Here we go. Um, many times, what is happening now is there's been a big explosion in the area of non-vanilla or kink, whether you call it BDSM, bondage, dominance, sadomasochism, or just SM, it really is about a power play exchange. And vanilla sex people could learn a lot from kink communities, and here's why. In kink, um, and you were saying, you know, Robbie, you didn't know when someone should, you know, introduce that they're interested in particular things. Now there are so many more online communities where people can find someone who is and has the same interests as themselves. One group I would never recommend is a thing called uh, kink.com. It is not about the rules of kink world, which is safe, sane, and consensual. They're just doing things that is another form of adult material. Mm -hmm. But for most people who are kink, they know it, and they want to have someone who also enjoys what they enjoy. I've had many people who have said they are with a partner who wanted something done, like the, her face slapped, she was an attorney, and she had no idea that this even turned her on until one time it sort of happened. But her new boyfriend 
couldn't do it. He said, I can't go there with her. That was mm-hmm. the end. I mean, untold tales of many people like that. But King no, is, those relationships don't last. You're saying correct. Woman, she she actually needed that or wanted that, and mm-hmm. he couldn't deliver that. And I don't blame him, and right. I don't blame her either. But just it's incompatible. Yeah, right there. but FetLife.com, F-E-T-Life.com, is a place for someone who has you know may have fetishes or may be into kink. And by the way, a fetish is that something that is an inanimate product or object is the thing that turns you on. Mm. So a shoe fetishist gets turned on by the shoe, not the person's foot who's in the shoe. Does that make sense? Yes. So a leather fetishist, it's the leather. It's not the person in the leather. So there's a big difference between, you know, what is kink and what is a fetish. But people... Often okay. mix them together. Okay, Trevor, next question. Oh, well, oh, my, my question is has to do more with um, physiology. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, do women really squirt? Oh, boy. Some, some do. Yes. And here's is what, that real? Yeah. It, it, well, it is for some. Um, but someone say, telling you, by the way, you can take a class and become a squirter? Bullshit. Um, <laughs> what I will tell you is that the glands... Um, whether they call them the skeins glands, it is glands that are what they call para, meaning P-A-R-A, paraurethral. They're on either side of the urethra. And if you understand that in women, there's the PC muscle, and in men, the pubococcygeus muscle, that is the muscle that contracts at the moment of orgasm. And at point, at, at 0.8 um, contractions per second. So really, if if someone wants to know if someone's faking it as a woman, a woman cannot contract her PC muscle as fast as she can when she is orgasming. And each woman orgasms uniquely, what they refer to as her orgasmic fingerprint. So let me go back to the squirting thing. For some women, um, they may have it. Some women, are, it might be a flow, and it's not urine, okay? Um, I will use... Um, uh, Santa Maria Cabello. He is a Spanish researcher, and he did work in this area with women who had not been um, sexual with a man, so there was no way that there was going to be semen or anything. They were in uh, a lab situation, and they some women do squirt. Some women have a flow. Some women have it happen all the time. Some women occasionally, and but it really depends on the woman, and it doesn't happen at the moment of orgasm, it happens just before. And it is a contraction. So there's three holes in the PC muscle for women. The the urethra, the vagina, and the anus. In men, the urethra and the anus, which is why when we talked about before, anal toys, they when there's something that something can contract around, you feel it more. So squirting is something that does occur. And with uh, Cabello's work, what he found is that these women, he tested the fluid, and it actually had PSA in it, prostatic-specific antigen. And hence, he that was then referred to as the contractions of the female prostate. Does that help? Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Did that answer your question? That is some sexy stuff right there. <laughs> <laughs> but what, for women who know that they do have, you know, have expulsion, and they will often put a really thick pillow, pardon me, thick um, uh, towel underneath their hips, knowing it's going to happen. 
And many women have been told by someone, oh, my God, you just peed on me when it isn't. So what they do is they stop. They put the brakes on that sensation. In vagina monologues, that was the scene with the woman in the car. Okay. Wow. You got a question? Uh, no, I'm going to think about that one for a little while. But, okay. uh, I can keep uh, going. You go. Okay, okay so, so on the subject of female orgasm, mm-hmm. what happens, what should you do if you're, if you're dating someone and she can't, and you're a man, how do you not take it personally? How do you help her? What do you do? Help oh. her or help him? How do you help it her? Might, why are you putting it on her? Well, I'm not saying it's her. I mean, it's. I'm saying that, you know, there's like, there, I know a lot of women probably can't and mm-hmm. uh, haven't maybe. And what do you do if you're if you're in the singles world and you're starting to date and you come across someone who you really like and she can't or has trouble orgasming? What do okay. you do? This is this is um, it will, this will go over the break. Trust me. Um, I'm going to reference an article by the name a woman by the name of uh, blah, 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 Suzanne. Weiss, W-E-I-S-S, and she wrote this article, which was so perfect for this, to answer this thing. It's called The Fake Female Orgasm Statistic, and what it's what she was referring to is that women are being told, um, they're constantly being told, it takes 20, women, 20 minutes for a woman to orgasm, versus, you know, three to four, or whatever it is, for men, and when she started going back into all of the research that had been done, it was kind of it came back to a Kinsey um, statistic. But here's the big thing that she was looking at: when women are masturbating, they can orgasm in two to three minutes. What was happening is that they were saying so women orgasm most easily in what they refer to as foreplay. Now, if that's the number one way that women orgasm, why are we considering it to be something that is sort of ancillary, but not real sex, penile, vaginal, you know, right. um, penetration? That's then considered to be real sex. And I could just slap Freud for his comments <laughs> about the mature and the immature orgasm. What the frick did he know? He did. But, you know, he probably would have, have, probably would have enjoyed the slap. <laughs> maybe, maybe a cigar with the slap. <laughs> but um, because most women orgasm most easily with clitoral play, either with oral sex, with manual play, or, you know, including, you know, a vibe. Someone, if they are beginning to date someone and someone, and they know how they orgasm the most easily, that's the thing to share with someone. But I usually would recommend wait until at least the second or third date to have that conversation and have it when you are vertical, not horizontal. But we can continue on this because we're coming up to our We are, we are coming break. up to the break, but we'll have more from the band Clitoral Play after, <laughs> after our next break. Uh, I like that you name heard a lot. Apple Play? Yes. <laughs> we've got a That's new, very good. We've got a new uh, device so called we're, We'll be back Play. with Lou Paget right after this next break. And now back to done being single with married couple and dating ass kickers, Trevor and Robbie Sharf. There's been a lot of attention to ass today, which is fine since that's how we bill ourselves as ass kickers. We're also ass lickers, though. Okay. You know, why not? Okay. Uh, So, um, Lou. Yes. We, I want to ask you about uh, uh, the phenomenon known as Me Too. Mm-hmm. And the Me Too movement, because um, it's everybody feels it. And um, 
I wonder what it's like to date in the age of Me Too and how people proceed and how they should proceed with with women making the first move and uh, or or men, you know, being a little bit not so aggressive. How do you do it? How do you without or apprehensive about being right. aggressive and not not what we perceive as being a lech? Right. Even before Me Too, um, we already had laws in place that basically make men touching. It, it's, you know, it's illegal for men to touch. Yet, we are all born, you know, as, as little units. We are, you know, sensate, you know, little creatures that love sensation. What I would recommend for people is, first off, if you are dating and, you know, in the time of Me Too, uh, it was about time Me Too came up, by the way. Uh, both for women and for men. And, but it's something of, you know, asking. But, you know, it's not all that sexy to go, may I put my hand on your breast? Um, show me. Well, one thing I will tell people they, they can do is they can take someone's hand and say, this is where I'd like to be touched. Mm-hmm. And if you want to keep touch fresh, if you are just, you know, stroking someone's arm, don't just go in a straight line. And this applies for anyone, you know, because touch is something that your skin is your largest sexual organ, despite the claims of some people. And but what you can do is instead of a straight line, do a wavy line and that wakens up your the, the skin on your back, on hands, head. And the other thing, when you are touching someone, here's another tip to keep it interesting. Whatever you do on one side, do it on the other side. You know, when you have a massage, mm. the one side of your body is being done, the other side's going, oh, I can hardly wait till they get there. That's another one. Mm. Um, in the time of Me Too, it is about permission. And it is about not being under the influence of something. Because that's how people get their, you know, their messages get skewed. But it's also a time to have the conversation, as I said before, when you are vertical, not horizontal. And, and you always want to make sure that, uh, that you're in a relationship with someone that you approach and say, here's where I like to be touched. <laughs> you don't want to do it to somebody that you just, you know, work well, with. You or know, but in, and if you are, if the assumption is, you know, you've swiped left, swipe right, whatever it may be, and you're like, this is what I want to do, you have to be clear about that. And you have to be really honest with yourself. Because that's how people, and the reason, in the same way, the reason that most doctors get sued for malpractice is because they're asses, and they don't say, I'm really sorry this happened. That's why they get sued. Mm -hmm. And so when people feel like someone hasn't listened to them, that's one of the, that's an area that person was a jerk to me. But, you know, there's, it's about paying attention and being sensitive to things. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yes, I, I, I'm going to put in my, my dating due because mm-hmm. um, we're going to have a, a section in a minute. Or do you want me to save my dating due? Uh, to guys out there listening, my dating due is what Lou just said, permission. Permission is sexy. Permission is hot. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would love it. I think it is the, it's, a, it, it's a gentlemanly thing to do. It is flattering. It's respectful. And there's nothing wrong with it, you know. Say, can I? And I think I'm, I think Robbie asked me I asked when we question. were dating. 
um, he said, can I kiss you? And I just was like, I ripped my clothes off. Sure, you can kiss me. (laughs) That just was so, um, it was lovely and refreshing. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And you're right. It is, it's pre me too. Mm -hmm. And um, that's, I don't know. That's my dating too for, for guys. Ask. Do's and don'ts. Oh, there he is. Yeah. You know, that's what I would refer to as um, having sexual manners. Um, Manners are, are, are in essence, kind of like a lost art for many Mm -hmm. people. Yet, one of the most, one of the more powerful ways that a woman can acknowledge a man and a man can acknowledge a woman or a partner can acknowledge a partner is to show that respect and manners. It's like, it makes someone go like this, oh, why, why thank you? Mm-hmm. And when someone does that, I'll tell you, if a man has manners, man, oh man, he has so many more options than the guy who is a troglodyte. So many. I agree. Yes. So many more. You have more options too with that person that is expressing manners to you. And it is, I think, a lost art to a certain degree today. We are in a very uncivil uh, environment we find ourselves in. Uh, Mm -hmm. in, And uh, it's up to us to not accept that and to change that and to show civility in the face of uh, incivility all around us. Right. Now, here's a here's another dating do or tip. If you want tip to be kissed the, the yeah, if you want to be kissed the way that you prefer, kiss someone, you know, you're kissing someone, kiss them the way you like to be kissed. So you're not just receiving, you're actively kissing them if you want a little more tongue, a little more lip. Mm-hmm. Stop. And now this is how to get kissed the way you want without making them feel that they haven't done it right. That's how I came up with this. So you're kissing them the way you like, then you stop, look at them and say, oh, I love being kissed. And say to them, will you show me what it feels like to be kissed by me? Mm. That way, they are going to, it's like a dance step. You know, you may not have made that dance move before, but when someone guides you, you can do that dance step. It's a similar thing. So kiss them, and, and then they kiss you, and then you sort of do little adjustments, and that's how you are kissed the way you want. And the best way to do it is to cradle the back of someone's head mm. so that you can guide them with a little more pressure. And because the area at the back of your neck is one of the most sensitive of your entire head, and someone touching you there lightly is not only a guide, but it expands your sensation. Yes. Uh, That's a turn on. So, Lou, when receiving a blowjob, what is the best way to get your partner to give it the way you want it without letting her know you're a complete, you know, lecherous uh, perv? When, when we talk about oral play here? <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, in, my, in one of my books, I have what is called the Kivin Method, K-I-V-I-N Method. And it's in... Uh, the orgasms, how to have them, give them, keep them coming, and in um, Great Lover Playbook. That is a man on the side, so I'm, gonna, I'm going to do equal play here in the last two minutes we've got. He, instead of being between the legs, so his tongue's going up and down over the clitoral hood, he is literally on his side. His head is above her hips, and he's stroking over the uh, clitoral hood while pulling back on the mons area. Wow. Now, and his finger is on the perineum. It's not moving, but when his tongue is in the right place, 
he is going to feel pre-orgasmic contractions. The easiest way for a man to guide a woman when it comes to oral play, ask her for her finger and show her how much suction, show her how much tongue you would like on her finger or on her tongue, because a woman has to incorporate three main components, an up and down motion, a twisting motion, and tongue in motion during oral sex. So it mimics the actual introduction of the penis into the vagina with the heat, pressure, and moisture. Right. I, I, I need to get my Thomas guide out for that map that you presented earlier. So let me hold up a second. I'm, I'm, I'm suffering. You know what? Here. Vaginas need GPS. We have to go. That's the worst part of it because this, this could go on for hours. Uh, which <laughs> we love. We love. <laughs> Who doesn't love um, that? Oh, my gosh. Lou, incredible. Uh, we're going to have you on again because you're just wonderful and we love you. Wait, thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, thank you so much. Do we have to wrap it up? Yes, do we, really we do. Have to we wrap have to wrap it up. I can't ask you. Can I ask you? No, a this is done. Shh. We're done. Damn. Yeah, Damn. all right. You're just everybody's gonna have to tune in again. Yes. Cliffhanger, cliffhanger. <laughs> Probably, but uh, okay. worth every minute. Oh, uh, Lou, where can people find you? Um, uh, LouPaget.com is my website, um, right. and or send a question office at l o u p a g e t dot com, and I'm the only one who answers them. Excellent. So great! Next you're such week. a good you're such a good resource. I love it. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank for you, people, Lou. to have. So next uh, week, next week, hurry! We All got, right, next week. Um, uh, to tell the truth, how okay. much is too much? Oh boy. Okay, so what a show! Yeah, I need I, a cigarette. I, I need a show. You know, there's a lot of shows right. I need a cigarette okay. after, but this one was a good one. Okay, bye everybody. Everybody, thank you. Have we are done week. being single. Hopefully, you are too. See you next week. I'm done being single. 